I'll tell you today as I, uh, as I, as I hear these stories, as I watch these stories, um, I'm just so humbled. You know, I'm humbled that, that some of you sitting here today are you know, people on the screen and that you're willing to share your stories and, and trust your stories to us like this. It's, it's truly humbling, but, but I'm just humbled even more than that to be a part of a church like this. Um, and I, I hope you are too. I, ho- I hope you're humbled at what God is choosing to do in our midst because it is truly exemplary. And I know that as some of you hear these stories today, they resonate with the story that God is crafting in your own life. And, and, and you know, as you listen to someone's story, you're thinking, my gosh, that's exactly what God is doing in my life. And, and, and all of the gratitude and all of the, uh, you know, the, the, the the life change and all of that stuff is welling up in you again because this is something that God is doing right now in this present chapter. Or it's something God did in your life a year ago or it's, it's something that God did 10 years ago. And so you are dialed in and this story could easily be your own. And, and, and I just know that if we put a microphone in the aisles and we said, hey, come up and tell your stories after you got over your stage fright, of course, um, there would just be a line and we wouldn't have enough time to tell all the stories of what God is doing here. And, and in fact, if you've got a story that you want to share, send me an email this week because... I would love to hear it, but you, you might need to speak it, and uh, so I just challenge you to do that. And so I know that today, when we do these services every year, um, I know that there are, there are so many of you who go, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story, and you're filled with love and gratitude. You feel the power of God in your life all over again. And then I know that there are some of us who sit here today and we watch these stories and we think, man, good for them, that's, that's awesome. And yet there's something in us that says, but wait a minute, why not me? Why isn't, why isn't that happening in my life? Uh, some of you may feel sad about that or you may feel like there's something wrong with you or, or you're not special enough or you're not faithful enough. Uh, some of you may take a step further and as you hear these stories, you're, you're happy for the people, but you feel some resentment maybe building up in you because you say, I I don't get it. Here I am and I'm coming to church and I'm praying and I'm I'm reading my Bible and I'm I'm trying to do the right things and yet my story doesn't sound like these stories. My my life isn't working out in this kind of way. There's struggle and there's hardship and there's not any breakthroughs and I don't understand what's going on. Some of you feel that way today, don't you? And I know that personally because uh, that's been the latest chapter of my story in the last year. You know, I've been working hard, I've been pouring myself into my work, I've been pouring myself into my faith and my family, trying to do all the right things. And it's just been a year where it feels like things aren't coming together in the right way for me. And uh, as we got closer to planning the service and we started plotting out stories and sharing the stories that we know of that we wanted to tell, I found in myself this resentment beginning to build up, just being like, okay, God, that's great that you're working in these people's stories and I'm so glad about that, but what about me? What am I doing wrong? Don't you see me here? Don't you see how hard I'm working? Don't you see how I'm trying to pour myself into this? Don't you hear me inviting you in? And so I know that a lot of us sitting here today, we may feel that way personally, left out, forgotten. We may feel resentment creeping in as we hear these other stories of life change. And I just want to say, if that's you today, um, I've discovered a word in scripture for you, for us, for people like us. Uh, and it's, it's not my word, it's the word of Paul, and it comes from the book of Galatians, a book that we've just spent six weeks in, actually, as a church, and in our previous series, uh, Hollow. And uh, in Galatians chapter six, Paul begins to give an answer to people who might be sitting here today saying, but why, God, aren't you working in my life in the same way that you're working in these people's lives? He begins to give us answers. In fact, he gives us a couple of them. And I want to dive right in 
Galatians chapter 6, starting at verse 7, here's what Paul says. He says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And so whoever sows to please their flesh from their flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Now, I don't know about you, maybe that sounds a little confusing or a little heady or a little heavy, right? If you sow from the flesh, from the flesh you will reap destruction. Sounds kind of threatening, doesn't it? But, but here is what, what Paul, is, Paul is saying. I think here's the issue that he's dealing with. He's asking us a question. The question is, what kind of seeds are you sowing in your life? Let me be clear about something. Um, only God can change your life. That's his work alone. But the question that you might need to ask yourself today is if, if life change isn't happening at the degree and the rate that I expect or if it's not happening the way that I expect, could it be, here's Paul's answer, could it be that, that I'm not doing the things that invite life change? See, God's work is life change, but, but, but you have a part to play in this or you can play a part in this. You can't manufacture it, you can't foster it, but what you can do is you can do things in your life that invite life change. And if you don't believe that, you also know, you know for sure that the opposite's true, that you can do things in your life that invite the darker forces, other things to take root in your life. See, Paul's question again is, what kind of seeds are you sowing? Do they come from your spirit? Because from the spirit, those things will give life. Or do they come from your flesh? Because from those things, you will, you will find fruit in your life that is, that is darker, that is, that is destruction, that is life-taking, not life-giving. Now, for me, um, I had to wrestle with this. Uh, some of you know, in August, I, I took some vacation time, and part of my vacation time, I spent at a church workers retreat for devoted to wellness for church workers with my wife Jocelyn and we spent some time there we learned a lot of things but while I was there what I kept hearing was I kept hearing God say to me over and over again he kept talking to me about my mornings my discipline of, uh, of my morning time and I had been still in the last year getting up and I've been spending time in prayer and in the Bible but um, over the last year what, what uh, I had started to do was spend a little less time there or maybe no time at all there and I had been spending a lot more time reading news headlines and a lot more time scanning my news feed in the morning. And as I was at this retreat, I just, God just kept bringing this up to me over and over again that I had forsaken my, my, morning, my morning ritual. And what started to become clear to me is, is if I wake up in my morning and uh, I feed myself, I, I'm planting seeds of, of, what do you read in the headlines? You read division and hate and fear and scarcity and anger, or you read through your newsfeed and it's, it's envy and comparison and jealousy. If those are the seeds that I'm sowing in my life every morning before I do anything else, is there any surprise that throughout my day I'm experiencing, ang- experiencing anxiety and stress and fear and envy and all those other things? See, today, uh, I just want to ask you, and, and I don't know, I don't know what the answer is in your life, but I can only ask the question, I want to ask you, could it be that in your life, you aren't doing the things that invite life change? Could it be that you're beginning your morning, or, or in your life, you're sowing lots of seeds that don't give you the joy, and the hope, and the love, and the, the, the encouragement that a transformed life is, is all about. Now, if you're not sure what those, what it means to like sow those seeds or plant those seeds, we talk about one one fifteen six here. 
Four things that you can do, four ways that you can invite God to work and change your life. And um, there are lots of other things you can do, but I'll tell you, if, if you want to get acquainted with these things, go to our website, study these, because if you do these things, your life will change. It's just a way to invite God to say, God, work in me, and God will use these things to change your life with an asterisk. See, it could be that, um, that you aren't doing the things that invite life change, but it also could be, here's another answer that Paul will give us, that it could be that you're just in a season of sowing. Here's what he says next. After all that stuff about if you sow from the, uh, the flesh, you'll reap from the flesh destruction. If you sow from the spirit, you'll reap eternal life. He says this, he says, let us not become weary in doing good. Let us not become weary in in sowing those seeds of goodness from our spirit. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See, Paul's saying it could be that you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing all of the right things. It could be that you are in a season of sowing, of planting. Now, we get so messed up and disconnected from this, right? Because we don't farm, we don't do this stuff. And, and I'm not a farmer, but here's my understanding of how this works. That if I go out and I plant seeds in my garden today, I shouldn't expect watermelon tomorrow. Is that fair? Anyone want to testify to that? Is that, it's not how it works, is it? Uh, if you're a farmer and said you, you have a season of sowing and then there's a season of cultivating and fertilizing and weeding and all of that stuff, and there's a lot of waiting. This is what I know. There's a lot of waiting before it's time for you to harvest, before you see the fruit, before you can harvest the fruit. See, uh, quite simply in your life, it may be that you're doing all the right things. Uh, and you're not perfect, and you're not doing everything, but you're doing plenty to invite God's activity into your life, and it could just be that you're in a season of sowing, that, that these seeds are being planted and God is at work but it's just not time for harvest yet. And so instead of thinking that there's something wrong with you, instead of, instead of feeling like maybe there's something broken in you, instead of feeling unloved, and, and I know you can go there, right? Because you can start to say, God, like, what, what, am I just not important to you? Do you not see me? Do you not know me? And you can get weary, and Paul recognizes that. And that's why he says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will, I love this promise, we will reap a harvest, Just not right now, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. If what? Read this together. If we do not give up. And then there's a third answer um, that doesn't exactly come from Paul, but I think he would endorse it. Um, It could be that you, that God is at work in your life, that your life is changing, but it could be that you just don't see it. Uh, when you're a kid going through a growth spurt, have you noticed that um, if a kid going through the growth spurt is the last one to know that they're going through a growth spurt, right? And they come out in the morning ready for school and it's like they're showing off way too much ankle because their pants have gotten surprisingly short and their shirts have turned to midriffs and their, their toes are crunched up in their shoes and they're kind of walking around and, and, and a mom or dad or an aunt who hasn't seen in a while looks at them and goes like, oh my gosh, you're growing. And they're kind of like, I don't know, right? You know, some of you are in that phase of life. You're just like, I don't know, I'm just me. I just feel like me. And you can't see it when you're growing. And that's especially true in faith. So often, here's what I believe. That God is at work in you. That God is, is cultivating things in you. That God is doing a work of life change in you. And it may not be time for harvest yet, but I, I bet there are first fruits in your life. There are signs of harvest that are yet to come. There, there are fruitful things that are happening in your life, but you just can't see it. 
because you're too close to it. And so here's what you can do, and here's what I challenge you to do within the next 72 hours. Find someone in your life who's observant, someone who, who takes notice. Uh, maybe it's someone who's really close to you in life, but maybe it's someone who has a little bit of distance because maybe if you're too close, you can't see it. And just ask the question, ask the question, where do you see God at work in me? Or how do you see my life changing? Or do you see anything in me that's different for, for the better, for, for the good? And just ask and listen and let them speak into you because chances are that God is at work, but you just don't see it. See, if you're sitting here today and these stories, they resonate with you and you go, that's my story. I'm so glad for you. And I hope you hold on to that, the, the belief that God is in the business of life change. But if you're sitting here today and, and you're frustrated, you're feeling left out, you're feeling forsaken, you're feeling forgotten, here's what I want you to know. The reason we do this service every year is not just so that we can celebrate what God is doing in other people's lives. And it's not just so that we can celebrate what God is doing in our church. Both of those are very good things and we should do those things. But the reason, the reason I insist on doing this service every year is because what I, want, what I want you to know deep down, I want you to have a soul conviction that God is still in the business of life change. And that he did not send his son into the world so that you could remain stuck and stagnant. And Jesus did not come into the world and experience all that he did, all of the, all of the rejection and the misunderstanding, all of the betrayal, all of the abuse, the abandonment at the hands of his most sincere, close, best friends. Jesus didn't come into the world to endure all of that so that you could just be left as you are. See, God loves you so much and he is so committed to you. He's committed himself to you in the past and he is just as committed to you today. And so what I want you to know, the reason we do this, this service is that God is still in the business of life change and maybe you just can't see it and it's happening or maybe you're in a season of sowing and, and the harvest is yet to come. Just don't get weary. Don't give up, please. Or maybe you need to look at your life and re-examine. Maybe there's some things that you're doing that are inviting the wrong kind of fruit in your life and, and you can change the seeds that you're sowing and God will bless those and produce a harvest in you. I don't know what it is, but here's what I can tell you. God is so faithful. In the last like four or five weeks since I came back from vacation in that retreat and I've reclaimed some of my morning time, God's begun to just, just do something new in me. And I find some of the dread and the stress melting away and I find joy returning I find him just putting his presence on me and feeling closeness and intimacy again. I'm being reassured in his love for me and his calling for me and that it's going to be okay. See, it's happening. And my hope and prayer is that you leave today knowing that this is something that God absolutely can and will, he desires deeply to do in you. So today, there are a couple of things that I want to invite you to do, steps that we want to give you, steps that you can take today that will help plant seeds that will produce a harvest that God will use, that God will plant even to, uh, to produce a harvest of goodness in your life. Um, one of them is, is this. If you're a person who's been journeying with us lately and, and maybe you've been looking into the person of Jesus, or maybe you're a person who was even kind of raised in the church and you've come back to the church, but you've never been baptized, speaking specifically to people today who have never been baptized. And you're kind of thinking, well, you know, I, I can be a Christian and not be baptized, or I can live out my faith and not be baptized, and we get in all these arguments about, can I be saved without baptism? Today, let me just say this. If you've not been baptized, 
and yet you've been on this journey and, and you, you, you are committed to Jesus and, and you believe that he's committed to you, today I, I want you to allow God to plant a, a tremendous seed in your life, the, the seed of baptism that he will use to produce a harvest in you. See, baptism, I believe, is so much about identity. It's about who God calls you to be and what he's claimed you to be. It's about taking hold of your identity as a son or daughter. It's about relationship and and claiming the promises that God has made to the world through the cross of Jesus and letting those become personal in your life. See, if you're trying to do this journey without baptism, you're missing something majorly good that God wants to do in your life. And instead of waiting around for, you know, so-and-so to be here or the perfect day or the perfect time, there is no perfect time, why not make today the day that you receive this this life-changing gift? of baptism. And so in just a minute, we're going to have some time where you can do that. You're going to make your way over to this side, over to those doors in our sanctuary. We've got some of our staff over there and they'll walk you through it. They'll talk to you about baptism. And today can be your day. Every year we've done this service, someone has been baptized, including this morning, a young woman came forward and, and, and she was baptized here in this place. See, God is working and it can be in your life. Now, a lot of you have already been baptized. But in the last year, God's maybe been doing something new in you and you just want to affirm that. Or maybe you're at a place in your life where you were baptized long ago, but, but right now you feel God prompting you and he's been working at you to say, hey, I wanna take you to the next level. I wanna take you deeper on a journey with me. See, we believe that we only need one baptism. And, and, and so if you've already been baptized and yet you feel the need to either declare what God is doing or to invite God to work in your new chapter, again, here's what you can do. You can make your way over to these side doors and you can participate in a baptismal reaffirmation. We're not rebaptizing you, but we are reminding you of God's claim in your life and we're speaking a blessing over you for this next chapter. And if you feel like that would be something that, that you want to declare or something that you want to invite God's activity in your life, that's a great thing for you to do. Now, all of this is going to happen while the rest of us take communion. And in communion, we believe that it's not just bread and wine, but that God is doing something supernatural, that he is truly present, giving us the body and blood of Jesus Christ for our life, for our forgiveness, for our healing, for the sake of relationship. And so no matter who you are today, God wants to plant a major seed of life change in your life. And so right now, I invite you to stand as we take a moment and just open ourselves up to what God wants to do next. We pray. Father in heaven, we acknowledge, we declare today that we can't change ourselves. That while we can make ourselves a little bit better, a little bit kinder, a little more patient, Father, when it comes to the really big things in life, the struggles that we battle against, the the battles of our flesh, the battles in our relationships, the, uh, the things that are really, really big that trip us up over and over again. Father, we acknowledge that we, we don't have the power to change those things. And yet, Father, today we acknowledge that you do. And so, Father, right now we open up our lives to you. And first we invite you to uproot all of the things that come in our life that come from the, the seeds of of, of things that are not of you, Father, of, of the things of darkness, the things of the evil one that, that are planted in us and, and the fruit that those yield in our life. Father, we just, we confess those things to you. And we invite you to begin to uproot those things and replace them with, with your spirit, with the fruit of the spirit, with the seeds of life change. Father, we acknowledge here today 
that Jesus has paid it all for us, that he has conquered death for us, he has freed us of our sins, that he has freed us of a hopeless, stuck future, that that in Jesus Christ, we have the promise and the assurance that you are with us and for us. So Father, right now, we just surrender and we invite you to work something new in our lives today. We pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same way, also after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. And it's shed for you. Listen to this. It's shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Now do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as we begin the time of communion, um, if you're one of those people who say, today is the day I need to talk about baptism, make your way over. You can go outside if it's too you know, confusing to navigate. Go outside through the lobby and come over to the side door. If you're someone who just knows that you want to declare that God has been at work and you just want to testify to that, or if you want to invite God in in a new way for your new chapter and you've already been baptized, you're invited to come over again to those side doors and participate in the baptismal reaffirmation. Our staff will help you. In the meantime, our other volunteers will help you navigate communion. Just come ready, wide open, to let God do in you what he longs to do. Welcome to the Lord's table.